thankful for what God is doing in the house this morning. If you're not paying attention to the Spirit and, and have your eyes and minds on other things, then, then you're missing what God is doing because He's doing a work in the house. Amen. And, and that's the kind of God He is, right? He does works in us and He moves in us and He drives us into His person and into His being. Amen. And he doesn't leave us where we are, amen, because if we're just, if we're just kind of jumping in and out, man, we've never really grabbed hold of him, right? And, and we, if we're going to step in to his complete and utter blessing in our life, then, man, it's a place we need to stay, amen? It's a place we need to stay. So we're thankful for him uh, this morning, thankful for what he's doing in the house. And um, we're, we're preaching a series this week. Some of y'all... Um, Tina, you and Neil might be, be like, what did we step into today? Because we're, we're preaching this really crazy message, a series of messages for the month of October called Acts is Scary. Right? Acts is Scary, be the church anyway. Acts is Scary, be the church anyway. And if we, if we really look at the, the, the context of the book of Acts, we see a bunch of, of men and women absolutely driven by the fact of who Jesus was and what Jesus was and what Jesus meant to them in their life. And there was nothing, there was no one, there was no thing that could keep them from taking that gospel and taking that message to whosoever will. They were driven by it. They were captivated by it. And they didn't allow the situations and circumstances of this life to deter them. And they were unified. And we talked to you last week uh, about that unifying spirit and the power of that unifying spirit and how God moves in those places and how he will come to those that aren't unified and come to those that, that create enmity, amen, and he will stop because of that, amen. We shared with you the, the reality of Pentecost and how God took something that he did thousands or hundreds of years before by separating man because of, uh, of changing their language, he took the moment and the opportunity to say, I, I'm, not, I'm not separating you anymore. I'm going to use spiritual power to bring you back to my message and bring you back to the place where I am. Amen? And so this rushing mighty wind comes through that had everyone blown away. And they come running into the streets to see what was going on. And then everyone comes filing out of the upper room, speaking in other languages so that everybody heard in their own language. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm one of those guys walking out in the street looking to see what's going on and that whole thing unfolds, let alone that crazy wind thing like a train, you know, like running through my upstairs, right? I'd be kind of freaked out. I might even be a little scared. I might even be a little concerned, right? Acts is scary. Be the church anyway. This week, amen, this week, we're going to get even scarier. Is that okay? We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to push it home a, a little bit further, amen? And, and I might meddle a little bit, amen? I might meddle a little bit because sometimes we need that, right? Me too. Me too. We're going to read out of Acts chapter 4 and work our way into the first part of Acts chapter 5, if you want to join us. Start reading at verse 32. It says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said 
any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any of them that lacked. For as many as, for as, many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. And laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according to his need, according as he had need. Now, let's think about this. And I'm, I'm not going to tell you to go sell your house, all right? So everyone, deep breath. Jay's not telling me to go sell my house. Jay's not telling me to go sell my possessions. Amen. But, but we are going to drive ourselves to this mindset. Amen. Because I think this mindset, based upon the spiritual flow of God into our life, takes us to a new place of thinking, a new place of living, and a new place of understanding of how God expects us to operate. Amen. One thing I want you to understand here is that every man, every woman, every child, every home had according to their need. Amen. What that tells me is there's a lot of problems and we got a lot of debt and we got a lot of stuff that we deal with in this life that we don't need. And that's why it brings debt on us. Amen. Every person here operated according to their need and every need was met. Every need, every bill paid. Every tank of gas. Every piece of food in the cabinet. Everything was supplied. And when we, we went through the process of, uh, of raising money for our down payment to buy this place and everything else like that, God woke me up in the middle of the night. And I told you that night, if we give our 10%, God will do everything else. And that was, that was a vision. That was something God gave me. Amen. And I'm going to tell you what. Not only did we raise exactly what we needed to the penny, but God moved a mountain for us that we had no idea that he would move that left us money in the bank so we could fix the parking lot. Now, we're just waiting on the guys to show up to do that. Amen. Which I can't fix. And I, I do kind of talk to him about that. And I was like, you know, fall's coming, right? And, and that's like what down there and stuff like that. But, but I believe he's even got that under control. Amen. $7,000 that we should have paid, we didn't have to pay. And guess, guess how much it's going to cost to do the parking lot? $6,500. We still got money. Amen? That's how good God is. And so what I'm saying to you is this, amen, when we come together and when we unify and we set our heart and we set our mind and we create a purpose for the sole cost of Jesus Christ, we will never outgive him. We will never outmaneuver him. We will never be so far ahead of him, amen, that he hasn't already thought of what needs to be done on our behalf. Amen? Because the reality is we're going to seek his guidance. We're going to seek his, his moving in front of us, amen, and we're going to follow suit. It's when we get away from him in our mind, in our heart, in our actions, in our deeds, that's where we struggle, that's where we fail, and that's where we fall down. Amen? So this morning, I, I want you to understand that we have a great provider. We have a great provider who asks very little of us. Very little of us. And simply says to us, if we do what we're asked to do, 
Amen? He'll do everything else. Like TJ told you for offering this morning before he prayed, man, what we give will come flooding back to us. And I have found in the times of my life that when I am faithful to tithing and when I am faithful to giving and I am faithful to charity, amen, it seems like the money just keeps showing up in my account. I'm going through looking, did I pay everything? Because I got more money left than I should have. How, how's this working? How's this making? I don't know how it works sometimes. Some, I, you can ask Sam. I am the craziest person. We go on vacation. I'd have this much budgeted for vacation. Amen. And I, I'm the guy that would keep all the receipts to make sure I had an account of where all the money went. Amen. Because sometimes we went on vacation without a whole lot of money. Amen. And I'm that guy. And there are times I look at my account and I'm like, I, I've had to have missed something. Electric? Water? Yes, sir. How do, how do we have this extra $100? I don't get it. I don't understand. But it's just there. Amen? And you say you're crazy, Jay. You missed something, right? That's what I think, right? I'm crazy. I missed something somewhere. But it's there because it's the, the power, the spiritual power of God to work beyond what we can control and what we can think about. Amen? The early church came together in unity, not only in the message and the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they came together in unity with their possessions and with their mindset and with their heart and with their giving. And God brought everything full circle to them. There wasn't a need that was missed. Amen? And we need to understand that. That's a power of God that worked in the early church that I think today's church doesn't fathom because we're so worried about building something. Amen? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to be the builder of the Paul Swinfield. I don't want you to be the builder of the Paul Swinfield. I want us to all come together in one mind and one accord and do the work and make, make, make the effort and, and pay our tithes and do our part. Amen? But I want God to build the house. Oh, you're not listening to me. Huh? I want God to build the house. I don't want pride. I don't want people. I don't want things to build this house. But I want the holy power of an anointed God to move into our presence and build this house. I want it to move out every evil thought. I want it to move out every evil place. I want it to take everything inside of us and push us out and take us to a place that is behind the veil and walking in the glory of a holy God. Amen? Because when he builds the house, he will change lives. Amen? There won't be this jumping in and out. This won't be a holy, holy, filled Christian today and rat tomorrow attitude. We will absolutely walk in the fullness of God in all that we say and all that we do. We're called to that. We're called to that place. And these, these guys, amen, got it. They got it. Well, except maybe two. Except maybe two. Now we're going, now we're going to get into chapter 5. And this is when it gets scary. Amen. But a certain man, man named Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife, also being privy to it, and brought a certain part 
and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? You see, there was a, there was a disturbance. Amen. I'm not going to say in the force. That'd be goofy, right? That'd be, that'd be the Star Wars geek in me coming out, right? Amen. But there is a disturbance in the spirit. Amen. And this is real. This isn't Star Wars. There is a disturbance in the spirit that allowed Peter to understand that something wasn't right. And so he asked the question, Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? What Peter's saying is, was it not yours? You had the choice to do this for God, or you had the choice to do this for self. And after it was sold, was it not within thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down, gave up the ghost, and great fear came on all of them that heard these things. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. Acts is scary. Be the church anyway. Right? Now, all, all y'all rethinking offering right now, aren't you? Huh? I'm just kidding. This really isn't about offering. Amen? This really isn't about offering. Amen? It's about our mindset. It's about our heart. It's about the core of who we are in our service and our worship and our walking with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not so much about what's put in the offering plate, and it's not so much about what we sell and bring into the storehouse, but it is everything about what's going on in our mind and what's going on in our heart. You know one of the greatest possessions you have for God? is your talents. Amen? Are you holding back from God because of this or because of that? Are you letting... Are you, are you letting circumstances and situation and worldliness influence you away from what God wants for you with your talents? You know what the Bible says about that? Amen. He'll give them somebody else. He'll give them somebody else. He'll move on. Amen. Because the reality for us is when God talks about death, now I believe these people really died. I believe they really died. I believe this was really Bible. I believe they really got buried. Amen. They done dead, right? that how it's said today? They done dead, right? And they're buried, right? So I believe that. But I believe the point that God is making to us in this scripture isn't so much about the things that, that happened here, but it's about what's happening in our heart and our life right now. It's about who we are right this minute. It's about what we're thinking today concerning the things of God. Are we holding back from him? Are we keeping the things that he has given us and provided us and put in us? Are we holding those things back? Are we giving those things to the world rather than bringing them to him in worship and adoration? Because if so, amen, we might not die and be buried, but we will die spiritually a little bit every day. Every day, something will be taken away from us from the kingdom that was entitled for us and was spoken over us and given to us because we choose to act like the world rather than be, Jesus, be like Jesus Christ. Amen? 
Sometimes, sometimes we die of our own choosing. Sometimes we, we die of our own mindset. Sometimes we fall away from what God is really trying to do. Because what is it, Bethany? Because we get in our own head. So we get in our own head. I don't know that this goes along with what they're talking about, but, but sometimes we get in our own head, and the next thing you know, we're struggling, and we're whining, and we're crying, and, and, and we're, we're, we're doing all of these things. When last week, man, we were on fire. We were seeing God move. Amen. But you know what? We killed ourselves because we chose to hold back from God, because we chose to create enmity, not just with God, but to create enmity with our brothers and our sisters. And so we start to fall away. We start to end up separated. We start to end up in a bad place. Amen? Sapphira, Sapphira and Ananias' wife, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't stop here. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 7, and when it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. Okay, now let me tell you what. Your home, I told you I was going to meddle a little bit. Amen. Your home should be the greatest testimony of where you are spiritually. Your relationship with your wife your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your kids, and your kids' relationship with you should only edify who you are in Jesus Christ. When it doesn't, it creates struggle, it creates hurt, it creates hardship. Amen? And, and we die inside a little bit. Amen? Now, now the, the, the greatness of all of this Amen. Is that Jesus is the giver of life. And, and we're not, the story isn't written. The story isn't over. The book isn't closed. But God brings us to a place where he renews life in us through and by the cross of Jesus Christ. So I don't care where you are. I don't care what's going on. But Jesus wants to restore you in fullness. 100%. He doesn't sit up there and say, I'm not going to bless so-and-so anymore because they're just a headache. He's never said that about anybody. Because trust me, I've given him plenty of reasons. Amen? Thanks, Rob. He doesn't say that about you. He doesn't say you've gone too far. He doesn't say, I'm not big enough to bring life back to you. He's not that kind of God. We're not going to be that kind of church. Amen? We wouldn't be a house of miracles if we stood up here all high and mighty, with our noses up in the air, measuring who's worth it and who's not worth it. Amen? That's not how this works. Amen? We become a house of miracles because we choose we choose to get our hands dirty and see people brought into the glory and into the fire and into the revelation of who Jesus is. Amen? 
That's why we, that's why we be the church anyway. Anyway. Amen. I'm going to be honest with you. You spend a few hours in Acts every night again and again and again. And if you ain't got a big backbone and you ain't got a big God, amen, you'd get scared. And see, the difference between those who keep going, those who push, those who are martyred in the name of Jesus Christ, the difference between us and them is the fact that they were so full of God that there wasn't anything worth giving him up for. There wasn't anything worth holding back. There wasn't anything worth not being who he called him to be. And every single one of us have to come to that place of determination within ourselves. We've got to come to that place and point that no matter how scary it looks, no matter how bad it looks, no matter what people say, no matter what people do, I want Jesus bad enough and I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep walking, I'm going to keep doing what he told me to do. That's being the church anyway. Amen? Now listen, Satan's, Satan's not smart, but he's cunning. You say, why, why, why do you say he's not smart, Jay? Amen. Because he, he got me pretty good. Now it's you who aren't smart. Okay. All right. All right. He's cunning. Amen. But my Bible proves to me over and over and over again that he takes what Satan meant for my evil and meant for my bad and meant for my fall and turns it for good. Again and again and again. Amen? The thing is, you have to choose to believe that. You have to choose to believe that, and you have to choose to step into that. You can be whiny and pouty and triggered like the rest of the world. Amen? Because trust me, the whole world's triggered. Amen? And hold back and die. Spiritually. Amen. I'm not going to stand up here and say that, that you're going to be in the grave next week because you held back from God. But I'm going to say the only thing you did was create your own spiritual death. You caused a piece of what God meant for you to be taken away from you. Amen. We make that choice. We make that decision. We choose to be that person. Amen. Not God. And we see here, Peter didn't say, die. You know, Peter didn't wave a wand and, and Ananias and Sapphira fall out. They just simply lied to Peter and the Holy Ghost. Amen, I'm telling you what the Word says. They just simply lied, brought enmity between themselves and God and the church, and God was like, yep, had enough of that. And in a matter of a few hours, they were both buried. Friends, God is, wants to feel you and wants to do a work in you that goes beyond our comprehension. But if we choose to keep burying it, and if we choose to keep holding it back, and if we choose to quit living like the world inside of his walls, 
Amen. And then Grant and I were joking around out front. When I talk about his walls, I ain't talking about this room. Amen. This is semen and, and cloth and, and wood stuff, right? I'm talking about what's inside of you. You, you choose. You choose what that is. You can blame this one. You can blame that one. You can blame them. You can blame them. Amen. You can jump from church to church to church to church, blaming, 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 blaming. Amen. But at the end of the day, it's always you. Amen. And what you're holding back from God. Amen. Because God, God formed you in the womb. He knew who you'd be. He knew what you'd be. He knew the power and he knew the talents. And he knew the anointing that would be in your life. You made all the other decisions. Right? Dude, I'm that guy. Some of y'all sitting back there saying, man, Jay's, man, Jay's being a jerk today. Amen. Listen, listen, I come from a place of being a jerk. Amen. I come from a place of being a jerk. But God saved me anyway. God anointed me anyway. God did a work in my life anyway. God had every reason to say, not that guy. And trust me, I didn't want to be this guy. So I gave him every reason to not want me. Amen? That's what it was all about, really, at the depth. Was I was holding back. And you know what? Deep inside of me, I was dead. Deep inside of me, I was dead. At my, at my lowest, I was dead. I wondered what suicide would be like. I wondered, I wondered about just doing these things and just taking off and just, just letting life evolve. And if I died, I died. Why? Not because the world was bad. Not because, not because of this or that or, or anything else. But simply because I didn't want to carry the gospel. He called me. And I was like, yeah, nope. <laughs> nope, not this guy. Do not want that. Sorry, I am holding it all back. And do you know how many times he could have taken my life? Car wrecks where I went flying off the road in a rainstorm and crashed through signs and everything else that even the cops showed up on the site and said, I don't know how you lived. He said, that, should, that sign should have come right through your window and cut your head off. And I'm not, I'm not joking. I have witnesses to these things. I don't know how many times God, just like Ananias and, and Sapphira, could have taken my life. I shared a moment with Chris and, and Annie at, at, at the pool party one night. Something that, that, that I, was, I was involved in that I easily could have just said yes to and walked on into and everything else. But even in my sin, God was saying, don't go in. And for whatever reason, that night I listened and found out just a few weeks later I could have easily lost my life. So many times I was that close to death. Why? Because of my choices. Because of who I was choosing to be and what I was holding back from God. But He gave me grace that I didn't deserve. And he showed me mercy that I couldn't merit. And he brought me to salvation. He changed my life. I poured out the bottles. I pulled everything out from my closet. I pulled everything out from underneath my car seats. I put everything in the fire and I burned it. And I walked away from it and I haven't looked back. And since that day, 
Since that day, he has continued, sometimes slowly because of this idiot, amen, but he has... He has continued to pour his goodness. He has continued to pour his compassion. He has continued to pour his favor over my life. Because I quit holding back. I quit saying, no, God, you're not enough. You're not enough. You see, I I didn't want him to control my decisions. I didn't want him to control my life. I didn't want this to, to be my makeup and all of the things that came with it. So I held back and I held back all the while dying inside. And for me, the restoration was as simple as saying, I don't know why you want me. There is, there's going to be people who are going to laugh. There's going to be people who aren't going to believe a word. There's, there's going to be people who are going to say to you, not to me, but they're going to say to you, how is this even possible? But if this is what you want, I'm done. And I'm done running. I'm done, I'm done fighting. I'm done dying. I'm done dying. Because I am, I am empty inside. And so I come back to you. You take control of everything else. If you want me to preach, let somebody ask me to preach. Silent prayer in my bedroom, side of the bed, on my knees. Three days later, some of you have heard the story. Three days later, my pastor for my whole life shakes my hand, probably knows what I was out doing and everything else, shakes my hand, holds on to it, looks at me, and he says, will you preach next Sunday night? When you quit holding back, God will move. And he will move in ways that you can't fathom. He will move in ways that are more powerful than you believe. Amen. I am talking from experience. Guys I used to fist fight in school have come down the aisle and laid at the altar while I'm preaching. Imagine that, right? That was kind of cool. Do that again. huh? Listen, man, we... We completely underestimate his power to move and work with the things he said he would move and work with. Amen? And so we hold back. Whether that's our offering, whether that's, whether that's our talents, whether that's our attitudes, whether that's our effort, whether that's our, our, our determination, whatever it is, When we hold that back, that part of us, that part of us that God wants to move on spiritually withers and dies. That anointing, that power, that fervor that God wants to use to save sinners starts to die. And we die with it. We die with it. We can excuse it. We can make every excuse and point all the fingers. But the reality is we're only excusing it because we know that deep inside it's killing us. It's bringing about spiritual death to who we are and what God intended us to be. Amen?
And Peter, and it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, yeah, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, how is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Amen. Notice this isn't about Peter. This isn't about the church. This is about grieving the Holy Spirit. This is about creating a spiritual enmity in the move and the power of God. Amen. The same move and power that we saw people hear the gospel in their own language just a few chapters before. Amen. That power, that noise, that fire and that and and that that greatness of God moving upon man, amen, is now at risk, is now at enmity in their life. And Peter calls it out. Amen. Behold the feet of them. Oh, and Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold. The feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. And then she fell down straightway at his feet and yielding up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. I mean, I don't want to leave you with just, with just the scary part. Right? Because these are the kind of things that people read the Bible and they're just like, what the heck? Right? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. If, if, if the spiritual interpretation wasn't there for me and, and, and I hadn't spent the time and years of study and everything else, I would read this and be like, you want me to go to that church? You want me to do what? You, you want to put what mantle on me? Amen? Aren't you, aren't you glad this isn't the end of the story? It was for them. It was for them. Amen? But aren't you glad that, that our stupidity doesn't always bring us to the end of the story? In verse 12, it says, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Many signs, many wonders, many miracles wrought by the people. You. You, me, those who choose his presence, those who choose his power, those who determine that, yes, he's enough. Amen. Not choosing popularity, not choosing vainglory. Amen. Had a tough conversation with someone this week about about their positioning at work and this and that and the other thing else. And I said, do you believe God has positioned you? And they said, yes. I said, then hold your ground and trust him. Because anything else is vainglory. Anything else that we want, that we choose, that we desire, other than God's positioning in our life is vanity. It's choosing something else other than what God wants. Sometimes we don't even know that God is making preparation in our life. And we rebuke it because we want something else, because we think we deserve it. Amen? And all the while, we're dying inside. All the while, we're dying inside. And God's gift and God's power and God's anointing for our life is getting buried. Amen? And he'll just take it and move it elsewhere. 
We are called to much greater. Amen? Many signs, many wonders, many miracles were done by you. You. Because you quit holding back. You quit running and hiding. You quit choosing lesser. And you brought yourselves behind the curtain and into the fullness of the glory of God. And you allowed it to start moving and working in your life. Amen? And and it's not an in and out thing. Amen? Now, there's a sanctification process for some. I get that. That's not our message this morning. Amen? What I'm talking is once you have stepped into the anointing and the power of God and his calling on your life, it is not an in and out thing anymore because he'll get tired of that. He'll get tired of that. Amen? And he'll just move on to someone else. He is calling you behind the curtain and the power and the glory of God that he might use you to make a difference in whosoever will. Amen? Man, what a blessing. What an overwhelming blessing. That's why we're called to be the church. It's why we're called to be the church. We're not called to be Ananias and Sapphira. We're not called to be people that get put in the ground without anything to say about the dash in between their name. We're called to be the people. We're called to be the people here in verse 12. We're called to be the people here in verse 12 that says, in the hands of the, and by the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were wrought by the people. That's what we're called to. That's who we're called to be. We're not called to be Ananias and Sapphira. So I want you to walk away from that today. I want you to walk away from that idea. I want you to walk away from that mindset. I want you to walk away from that life today. Amen? And choose to give him everything you've got. Because everything you've got, he's given you. So give it back to him. Give it back to him. And tell him, just like I did. I don't know why, but use me. I don't know how, but use me. Take what you've placed in me. Take what you've given me. And give me the strength and the power and the courage to give it back. In a way that I can't fathom. Man, I've, I've seen God do so many crazy things that I could story tell for the next five hours and still not get it all out. Amen. And he wants to work in you just that same way. He wants to work in this church just that same way. A house of miracles, it's not a tagline. It's not a marketing scheme. Amen. We can hashtag it all day long and people can think what they want to think. But I am determined that we will see lives changed in this place. Amen. You can think about it whatever you want. But when I say this is a house of miracles, when you see it on my Facebook post and you see it hashtagged on there, you know I'm not kidding. Amen. No, no, no. Listen, I am not kidding when I say it. I am not kidding when I put it out there. I intend lives to be healed. I intend for lives to be changed. I I believe in the power of God unto salvation to move over people's lives in ways that everyone will scratch their heads and wonder what in the world is happening. Amen. I believe in the power of God to do it to that end. And I intend for it to be this to be a place where it happens. Amen. That years, years from now, if God tarries, if God tarries years from now, people don't talk about Jay, people don't talk about TJ, amen, people don't talk about our worship team, but people talk about the miracles that happened in this place by the hand of God. Amen?
That's the point. That's the purpose. Amen? Acts is scary if you let it be.